Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening, <laughs> yes, whatever whatever time you are watching this video, right. we're happy to have you. It's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. And we're here telling you once again where we stand on certain issues of the culture from a black perspective and a Christian framework. Yes. Right? Because that's really the main thing is our Christianity informs how we view the world. Absolutely. And how we interact with the world. Absolutely. I like the way a minister said it. It's kind of like, you know, usually we have it backwards. We we view the eye. We view the world through the eye when we should be viewing the world with the eye. I'm totally butchering no, it. I love it. I was um, taught um, by my... Uh, uh, first pastor after I got saved and I say names cause I like to give credit. His name is pastor Cedric Harris. And, um, he always would teach us, uh, look through the lenses of Christ. Yep. Right. If we're looking through the lenses of Christ, then we'll see the world from a biblical standpoint and yep. look at it the way Christ would. Yep. So, yeah. So that's why we're here. All right. Absolutely. So today we are, I don't say we're done with the on sex series, but we're, we're at least, you know, doing something different for one. Yeah. We do, as, as the uh, pastor would say, uh, we're going to take a break from the series and we're going to do a topical <laughs> message. <laughs> yeah. So today we're talking about the fall of man, you know, and original sin. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about what I call the transcendental framework, um, because I don't want to put people in two different camps because mm-hmm. oftentimes, you know, let's just make uh, become the cause for division yep. and i don't want to per- uh, further perpetuate causes for division so mm-hmm. i call it the transcendental framework and you're gonna see why in a minute uh we're talking about genesis 3 we're talking about redemption plan and really that's it it's gonna be a quick and easy episode snappy you know a lot of times people want to um like, well oftentimes we just don't know like why you know what, what what does that mean like the fall of man what is original sin mm-hmm. you know what do you mean i'm sinful what do you mean i'm inherently evil right, right? like right, people don't know right. what those mean that's kind of what, right. what we're here to talk about you know where it actually comes from why why do we believe in original sin right so that's kind of what the the point of this episode all right so talk about this so this is what i call the transcendental framework now you may have heard this in different um forms you may have seen this in different places, but we're going to go into this a little bit more. So God's sovereignty uh, is on the top left for those who are listening on the podcast. Man's responsibility on the bottom right. And the, and the orientation doesn't really matter, to be honest. Right. You know, but the point is you got God's sovereignty, man's responsibility, free will, and then you have yes. destiny. All right. Those are the four main things to the transcendental framework. Ooh, so in God's sovereignty... God is sovereign because he created man free of sin. 
He created the garden. He created everything, right? The tree mm -hmm. of knowledge mm -hmm. of good and evil. And he allowed Satan to possess a snake and to speak to Eve and deceive Eve, Eve right? Mm -hmm. God allowed all that stuff. I love yeah. the, the word allowed. <laughs> yes. It speaks to his sovereignty, yet it still is... Um, He's not involved in causing her to sin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, free will. God gave us the power of choice by mm -hmm. telling Adam not to eat other other tree. Mm -hmm. Because if that choice wasn't there, it wouldn't really be free will. Absolutely. So God, if God never made the tree, we would never have been given the opportunity to choose. Adam and Eve chose to disobey the commandment from God and out of the consequences choose to hide themselves and and make an attempt to cover up them up themselves. Absolutely. So man's responsibility. I know it's kind of hard for you to read. Probably should, probably should show a different color. But anyways, um, we are intended to obey, but we disobeyed and abdicated our responsibility to holiness. We were responsible to tend the garden cultivate the animals, protect our wife and family, but Adam failed in all those areas. Mm -hmm. So when God commanded him to till the ground and mm -hmm. to name all the animals and be fruitful and multiply, mm -hmm. you know, instead of doing those things, he ended up, you know, eating their fruit mm -hmm. that he was told not to mm -hmm. eat, you know. And then lastly, destiny, you know, because of what they did, Adam and Eve fall from grace, our default destiny is to return to the dust. Mm -hmm. You know, that's literally where that phrase comes from. We'll see that in Genesis 3, you know, from the dust you came, the dust you will return. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's that. We're not going to beat that too hard here because that's not really the main point. It's right. more the backdrop. Right. right? And Absolutely. we have to kind of acknowledge mm -hmm. that at first. Right. But we're going to go into more in depth about um that framework in later episodes absolutely all right so st stay tuned stick around and we've got some good stuff coming for you guys but uh let's go into genesis account so real fast so what we're going to do here we're going to walk hmm. through the entire chapter three right mm -hmm. and the reason why this is important because number one a lot of times we don't read our bible right you know and, and sometimes we just need a guide you we know need a full context too. we need full context mm -hmm. right now, I'm doing something special here, right? Because also, that's another reason why I want to walk through the entire chapter three, right? We're using different translations to illustrate and highlight certain points mm -hmm. in certain words. Mm -hmm. um, so, for those who are not familiar, NKJV means New King James Version. NASB means New American Standard Version. Bible NLT means New Living Translation NIV means New International Version and ESV means English Standard Version. Mm -hmm. Now, for the sake of this episode, we're not going to go into you know what's word for word or what thought for thought. We're right. not going to go into that right, right now. We will have an episode on that later and and talk more about why we have diff why why are there different translations? Right. Why what's the need for different translations? Right. Hopefully, some of that might be answered today. Um, but we, we're definitely going to have a more focused episode to that point on a later date. But for now, we just want to just want to clarify that so when you see it, you understand what's going on. All right. 
Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and jump into <clears throat> Genesis account. Into the first one? Absolutely. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 24. This is in the New King James, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, now one thing I want to do is, you know, more than one of these verses is point out that framework, right? Mm -hmm. You know, now a serpent was more cunning than any of the beasts of the field that who? That Lord God made. Mm -hmm. God's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Right? So, don't want to point out sovereignty. Absolutely. Right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Verse 2, New King James Version. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit that we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse three. This is in the NASB. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, "You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die." Now this is a little bit of man's responsibility. Mm-hmm. She she's communicating what she learned, mm-hmm. and in, in an attempt to defend. You know the 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 commandment. Mm-hmm. You know, thou shalt not teach you. But also, she added something yes, that wasn't did. that God didn't tell Adam. Yes, she did. God never said don't touch the tree. Mm-hmm. He said don't eat it. He said don't eat it. Absolutely. So I I, I personally believe mm-hmm. this is where where um the, the the serpent saw a weakness. He saw a crack in the armor. Right. You know, and even um I uh, believe that it could potentially be the fact that when he came to her and questioned her. And the way he presented the question, it could have jammed her up in such a way that she added something to uh, yeah. what was said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <clears throat> the devil doesn't know what you know. Mm-hmm. He only knows what you repeat. Mm-hmm. And, and and the devil can't fight what you don't know. I mean, or what you know. Mm-hmm. But what you know comes out of the buns of the heart that now speaks. Mm-hmm. So if error is in your heart, you're going to speak error. Mm-hmm. You know, and... If you're not accurate with the commandments, if you're not accurate with the words, the enemy is going to use that. Right. Ah, uh, she don't uh, have a clear understanding on what the Lord said. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Right. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you ever seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? There's an idea that's implanted in that movie where you have someone who's faking the funk and trying to be a mm-hmm. a, a sensei, right? And trying to be a master. There's a woman who's trying to be a master um, samurai, right? And she wasn't, or I'm trying to remember exactly, either she wasn't abiding by the rules or she was just jealous or whatever the case may be. She got kicked out of the monastery, right? She wasn't allowed to practice there. But she became so enraged and so jealous that she ended up stealing the master handbook, right? Mm -hmm. And looking at the pictures. And just by looking at the pictures, she became really good at using the sword, her sword skill and sword play and everything else. But when that master came in and was like, where'd you learn these techniques? You know, and when he was fighting her, he was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're I can tell you've been studying, but you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And he came in and whooped her. Right. Because she was not good with what she was doing. She only she was not perfect. And what what um in her memory and in, in, in studying her material stuff like that because she didn't have someone who knew what they were doing teaching her. Mm. All right, so that's kind of long for this passage, right. but we just, we just, we just had to highlight that like there's something there that she added. Why? 
Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of just trying to give an explanation as to why. Right. You know. And you can take it or leave it. I mean, obviously it's just more of it's more of opinion, but it just more kind of based on interpretation of the text, that's all. Right. Uh verse four. Sorry, you thought her odds, so I got the even ones. Mm-hmm. Um, New King James Version. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Mm-hmm. All right. Verse 5, New King James Version. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And here's the crazy thing, right? So this serpent, you know, and we don't even know if, if the serpent at this time, I mean, obviously you'll see later, but you don't know if the serpent was flying, whatever, had wings, we don't know. But anyways, he's supposing to know the mind of God, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, oh, let me tell you what God wasn't willing to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's making himself equal with God. Mm-hmm. All right. In that moment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Verse six, New King James Version. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her. And he ate. So oftentimes we think about, oh, well, Adam, like, well, Eve sinned. Where was Adam? Right there. Mm-hmm. She gave In the him. same proximity. Yes. Right and there. And they used their free will to choose to eat that fruit. Yep. Even even though Adam, so some might say, oh, Eve sinned on, like, blindly. I'm like, no, she didn't. She <laughs> at least attempted to tell, you know, that serpent mm-hmm. what she knew. Mm-hmm. And... God told Adam that commandment before Eve was even in the picture. Mm-hmm. So Eve wasn't even created when God gave Adam that commandment. Mm-hmm. All right. So that must mean that Adam had to communicate that commandment to Eve. Mm-hmm. So either it wasn't communicated correctly or maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't communicated to Eve correctly. Obviously, Eve didn't communicate it to the serpent correctly, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't know exactly where that breakdown of communication happened, mm-hmm. you know, but long story short, ne- nevertheless, Adam is still right there eating the apple. He didn't even question it. He didn't be like, wait a minute, is this from that one tree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, hold up now. Wait a minute. I ain't eating that. You know, he didn't object. I'm laughing because uh, it, it, it's amazing how uh, the culture can impact how we interpret scripture. I keep hearing you say apple. It was never called an apple. And we still yeah, always say that. That's right. The fruit of the tree. That's right. Yep. And we always say apple. And that, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not on your head or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, I hear people all the time say apple. He ate the apple. We had, scripture never called it an apple. You know, you're right. It never called it an apple. That's that's why I got you here with me. Yeah. You'll hold me accountable, brother. Right. I appreciate it, that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I just thought, just thought about that. I'm like, <laughs> never yeah, called it an apple. Yep. And so, I mean, and that, that happens. We, we, we again, because we were talking about that recently, how we are taught scripture a certain type of way. And instead of reading it, and that's not to say you never read it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll read into the text. Exactly. And so much so, we might even say, and then they both ate of the apple. And it was, they even it, it does not say that. <laughs> wow. I just got caught. 
<laughs> but see, but see, that's the reason why we're doing a podcast, Absolutely. right? Because if it's easy for us, exactly, then we're studying. Yep. we're studying. We're looking, taking the time, yep. taking the extra yep. time yep. to go yep. in on this stuff, to yep. do this podcast, and try to be accurate. Yep. And it could eat. We're not infallible. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Because you saying that, and I'm like. Yeah, they did eat that. Wait, hold on, wait. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, but yes, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's the reason why we're doing the podcast is because it's so easy mm-hmm. to to get swept away mm-hmm. into cultural thinking mm-hmm. that actually isn't biblical. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and 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 it's weird because it, it, it it's so deep, right? Because now I'm going off on something else. <laughs> we eat apples today. Yep they don't affect us in the way that this fruit did, but yeah. we'll still call it apple. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we hate apples so much. <laughs> but um, I think that there's a, um, a, misunderstand- a misunderstanding on deception too. I think the assumption is that when a person is being deceived that they're completely ignorant and don't know but we can see even in the world that a we just did an episode on um sex trafficking and a person may know right that i shouldn't be having sex outside mm-hmm. of marriage you know this is wrong i shouldn't be doing that but yet still be coerced and deceived into doing something that they know is wrong yep. eve knew she wasn't supposed to eat of that tree she yep. told him she wasn't supposed to eat a tree but still got deceived into doing it so just because the person was deceived does not mean they were ignorant to knowing that what they did was wrong yep, yep. deception is one heck of a thing man. oh yeah all right so you the next one Verse 7 in the NASB. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. In verse 8, New King James Version. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Man, verse nine, New King James Version. No, you good. I just thinking about it. New King James Version. That's funny because my wife be like, "He thinking again." We'll be doing a Bible study together. I'll stop and be like, "Wow." <laughs> she be like, "Babe, yeah, I'm thinking again. Give me a second. Then the Lord God <laughs> called uh, to Adam and said to him, "Where are you?" And New King James Version, verse ten. So he said, "I heard your voice in the garden." And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And we know God is sovereign. He know where Adam is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. See, see, this is why we had to throw that framework out there uh-huh. so you can kind of see what's going on mm-hmm. here. He All knows right. exactly where Adam is. Yep. 11, uh, verse 11, the New King James Version. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? That's funny. Who told right. you you ate that like, fruit? It's a rhetorical you. question. Exactly. Like, like he knows you ate that fruit. You know. Uh, verse twelve, New King James Version. Then the man said, "The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate." So this is where the blame game starts. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where Adam became a politician. It's funny too, <laughs> even in his blaming though, just just on a funny note. 
He not entirely lying. She did nah. give him the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> she did hand it to him. <laughs> I just had to throw that. You know, he, he he being facetious here, but but like like, like we mentioned before, right. it's really Adam's responsibility Absolutely. to defend his wife and stand up and be like, no, we shouldn't be eating in the right. list. Absolutely. Like Adam should have been grieved. He mm-hmm. should have been pleading before God. Like I don't know what death is. I don't know what dying is. But mm-hmm. you know, she ate of his fruit. Lord, don't take her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, have mercy on her. You know, like he didn't understand the gravity of what was going on. You know, right? And it, and so much so, he's literally putting the responsibility on God. You gave her to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what do you think was going to happen? Right. This is this is on you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So yeah, thirteen. New King James. I'm not going to keep repeating it. Y'all say yes, say new. Well, no, yeah, I will for the podcast. podcast, Verse 13 in the New King James Version. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And that's where the circle of blame starts. Again, she wasn't lying. (laughs) (laughs) Just going downhill from there. Right. Yep. So verse 14, New King James Version. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, it's important to note that he didn't curse them Mm -hmm. for what they did. Mm -hmm. You know, he cursed that serpent. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really curse all animals. He just cursed that one serpent. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he actually you know spelled out what that curse means mm-hmm. right and it's we don't know if that animal had you know feet or wings or what before then but mm-hmm. now it, it's it's what we see today snakes mm-hmm. you know verse 15 in the nlt or new living translation and i will cause hostility between you and the woman and between and here's the New King James Version. Your seed and her seed, capital seed for her seed. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And so this right here, this verse really illustrates the need to go between multiple translations. Mm-hmm. And that there's not like one better than the other mm-hmm. s- sort of set to, to speak, mm-hmm. right? Um, per se, what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, that. There's reasons why we have different translations. And again, we're gonna have an episode addressing that and more more focused. But um, as you see here, like this is really speaks to prophecy, right? Um, it's really the first prophecy of Jesus. And we're gonna talk about prophecies and the prophecy Jesus fulfilled in the future too. So this is a pivotal mm-hmm. verse right here. And <clears throat> I don't I haven't exhausted every translation, but of the of the five translation that I mentioned earlier, this is New King James version, the only version out of those five that actually say seed mm. and her seed, mm-hmm. capital S seed right. referring to Jesus. Right? right. Every other translation of the right. of those oh yeah, yes, mm-hmm. right. Every other translation of those five simply says um offspring. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people some people might might see the beginning of the episode and be like 
oh, using using only translations. I can't rock with that. Right. You know, I got my preference. Mm-hmm. I got my favorite. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? And how it speaks to you. Like, we New King, both have our uh, preference. I like the ESV. He's a NKJV. Yeah, I'm, I'm a New King James version. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of the, it's the first one I picked up. Mm-hmm. And that often that happens often. Mm-hmm. The first one you pick up, that's the one you cling to. Mm-hmm. But when I'm studying, I'll look at the uh, New King James, NLT, NASB, and on occasion, the King James. And, and and that's the kicker is that when you study, mm-hmm. you know, right. when you're going in to find out what does it actually say, right. observation, mm-hmm. what does it mean, mm-hmm. interpretation, mm-hmm. how do I apply it to my life, application, application mm-hmm. and how do I tell others, communication. Mm-hmm. And that's really the, the, the proper structure of how you go about studying. And that observation, it sounds easy. Oh, I could just see. No, 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 no. You don't just see it. I mean, I just tripped up just calling it an apple when it's not really an <laughs> apple. You know, observation is not an easy thing right. sometimes. It's right. hard to just stay in the observation phase before mm-hmm. moving to interpretation. Because mm-hmm. so often, even when we're looking up a word, even when we look up the definition of an actual word, that's meaning. Mm-hmm. That's interpretation Mm -hmm. so it's really easy to to slide into interpretation and then once you're there you get excited and you want to go tell everybody Mm -hmm. before you even apply it to yourself Mm -hmm. so now it gets out of order all right all right so moving on (laughs) verse 16 that's me. <laughs> I, 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 I wait for you to speak. I'm like, wait, I wait, wait, over, wait, wait I, 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 I got the even ones. My bad. Right. Um, verse 16, New Living Translation. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Mm-hmm. Now, now, key thing here, I don't say key thing, but thing I, I personally believe just by the wording and structure mm. of it is that where God says, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. Mm. A lot of times people ask me the question of, well, was, was pe- pregnancy painful before the fall? And <clears throat> I like to say yes, but it may not have been as intense as it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sharpen something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, so you say I will sharpen your pain. So it must mean there was some pain already, All you right. know, but... It must not have been nearly as intense as it is now. Right. That's crazy because you think about, um, again, going back to the image and likeness of God, we experience pain because God can experience pain. Mm -hmm. He experienced pain. We see that in Genesis when man was sinful and he uh, flooded the earth. He experienced pain in his humanity when he came as uh, Christ. The Holy Spirit can experience pain. I believe that being grieved is a form of pain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just a side note. Oh, another word, yeah, another translation that that I'm sharpened to say increase, Mm -hmm. but again, you can't increase something that wasn't there. Right. Right. Verse 17, ESV. And to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you in pain you shall eat of of it all the days of your life i know that pain yes yes we all know that, that, <laughs> know that pain. pain trust me any, you know. if anybody's working to the sweat of their brow it's me literally now, now, <laughs> now here's where i think pain wasn't really an issue mm-hmm. but now it's new mm-hmm. right because he's not multiplying existing pain mm-hmm. he's saying that no okay now in pain you will eat so mm-hmm. so that's where, here's where i think 
you know, in this case, you know, again, it's my interpretation. Right. You know, in this case, I think there's a word pain from work, where work is now toil, mm-hmm. you know, came into play. Right. But moving on. Uh, verse 18, New English, New American Standard Bible. Both thorns and thistles, it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. Mm. It also goes to, uh, to talk about the access that was lost, right? You, you you didn't have to work for your food. It was on the trees, uh, hot off the press, ready for you. Yep. Now you're going to have to uh, tend to the ground, and you're going to have to work, and uh, you're going to have to cultivate your food that you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And though we may not necessarily uh, be um, in a, a agricultural age, we're not out here, at least you and I anyway, we're not out here planting and eating that. We still do have to work in order to be able to go and access our food. Yep. We're not going and getting it off of a tree. Yep, and, and and from this verse, some people believe. You know, I believe it too. I don't. I don't see no reason not to. But also, some people believe the rose never had thorns until the fall. Mm, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. But take from that what you will. It's not. It's not right. neither here nor there. Right. It's me again. That's right. <laughs> King James version. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you you are, and dust you shall return. Ash to dash, and dust to dust. Absolutely, and and that goes back into um, the responsibility and free will. Your choices um, determined um, your outcome, right? And you're responsible for that. You know, uh, Adam and Eve were not created. He said, the day you eat of the fruit, you shall surely die. So that means if we didn't eat of the fruit, we wouldn't have died. Yep. You know? And then just as a side note to throw in God's sovereignty and his plan for Christ. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm not going to even open that up. That's a whole episode right there. But I'm, yeah, but the, this, this speaks to destiny. What I mentioned earlier in the, right. ver- in the, in the, in the um, I'm about to say earlier in the verse, but early mm-hmm. in the episode, um, for dust you are, dust you shall return, mm-hmm. you know, so now our destiny is altered mm-hmm. because of choices we made, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 20, New England, New NIV, New International Version. Now Adam had named his wife Eve because she was to become the mother of everyone who was living. And the reason why I chose NIV for this one, because I like the way it phrased it, right? Because I remember one time I was in college, um, somebody had the idea of Adam and Eve. Well, they had two they had two simultaneous ideas, right? They had an idea number one, Adam and Eve had children prior to the fall. Mm-hmm. Right. Another mm-hmm. idea was that, you know, maybe God made more people outside of Adam and Eve after the fall because mm-hmm. there's no way Adam and Eve, you know, by themselves could have populated the rest of the whole earth. Right. right? You know, but right here it says because she was to become the mother of everyone who was living, mm-hmm. that phrasing nullifies both those arguments. Yep. She was to become the mother of become meaning that she wasn't already a mother mm-hmm. she was to become a mother mm-hmm. of everyone who was living yep. everyone yep. not just you know her family line and then there's an other secret family line no it's everyone right so i just wanted to that's what that's another reason why i'm using different translations here right. uh verse 21 in the niv the lord god fashioned garments from animal skins for adam and his wife and clothe them. So something had to die. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. The first sacrifice that we see recorded in Scripture. Yep. 
Blood sacrifice the animals. And we're going to get into that more in depth later. But yes, that is certainly it for another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 22, NLT. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to touch on the us and the plural right there. We're going to get back to that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we got another episode, Hot Off the Press, coming mm-hmm. for you on that one. We're moving on. <laughs> Verse 23 in the NLT. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. He's still cultivating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be hard now. And verse 24 NIV. After he had expelled the man, the Lord God placed winged angels at the eastern end of the Garden of Eden, along with a fiery whirling sword to prevent access to the tree of life. And again, and I use the NIV here because, you know, I like the way it's spelled out winged angels and mm-hmm. not just cherubim. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we hear cherubim, I'm like, well, what was that? Mm-hmm. You know, so just thinking from a English as a second language standpoint, like sometimes mm-hmm. it helps to just spell out some of these things, right. you know. Right. So that's a chapter, mm-hmm. right? So we hope that helps, right? But let's talk about a little bit about redemption, mm-hmm. right? And um, what I like to use is an eviction model uh, in terms of, you know, original sin, explaining original sin mm-hmm. and why everybody is born with original sin and why we need a savior. So I'm setting up the case for a savior for a future episode, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go into it. So we start off here, you know, this is where Adam and Eve. So think of it again, you know, like a, like an eviction analogy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a home. Mm-hmm. So Adam and Eve, they're in a garden. Mm-hmm. They're in a home, right? And then you got Adam and Eve right there, and you know, they're, they're serving God and whatnot, you know. And think of it this way, right? If you're in a home, you're 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 paying your money, your mortgage to the bank, right? So in this analogy, the bank would be God, right? Mm-hmm. You're 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 in paying them paying mortgage would be like being obedient, right? Right. So think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So you have a home, you live in a home, you're paying mortgage to the bank, mm-hmm. right? What happens if you start stop paying the mortgage? You right get outside of that obedience. Yeah, that's what they did. This is this is where original sin comes into play, right? You stop paying the mortgage. You stop being obedient. There's consequences. In this case, it's eviction, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously you're living out in the streets, you know. And now you start having a family, you know. Start multiplying, covering the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And this is where strife comes, you know, and, and between man to man and man to God, mm-hmm. we start rebelling against other men. We start rebelling against God, and then ultimately we all go to the back to the dust, mm-hmm. right? But God, mm-hmm. you know, aka the bank, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he owns all the cattle on the hill, mm-hmm. and he who is rich in mercy mm-hmm. decided to send his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty. For our cost, perfect obedience on a cross, mm-hmm. you know, having no, and he died, was buried, mm-hmm. but having no sin of his own, or aka no debt of his own, he was raised up on the third day and is now seated on the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. And he sent us Christians to be the church, you know, to go out into the streets to find the people who were ousted, who were evicted, 
and let them know that, hey, God paid that price for you. You know, you, you can come back home. You know, there's a heavenly mansion in heaven waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Should you put your faith, all you have to do is believe God. And we're here to, you know, represent that truth that your your debt has been paid. Absolutely. You know, that that enmity between you and God has been removed. Mm -hmm. You know. And that's really the redemption plan, you know, and we see this modeled all throughout scripture. Absolutely. And if you want a microcosm of that, just read the book of Judges. Absolutely. You know, you'll see that all throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, we sin, we get ourselves into trouble, and then God comes bails us out. Mm -hmm. And then we forget God, we sin again, he get ourselves in trouble, right. and he sends someone else to bail us out. Right. You know, right. so. All the type and shadow of things to come ultimately where Christ comes in and he is the ultimate sacrifice. And yep. We do have redemption. And then again, in the end, a new heaven and a new earth and we'll reign. He's returning it back to how he originally mm -hmm. intended it. So, <clears throat> but yeah, Christ, <laughs> not a shame. I'm not a shame, you know, mm -hmm. but that's, that's really the, the gist of it. You know, today we talked a little bit about the transcendental framework. And again, we're going to go into that more in later episodes mm -hmm. and really parse out what that means. And there's a lot of overlap too. You know, you can't cleanly talk about one idea without talking about several of the others, mm -hmm. you know, interchange, well, interchange, but they mix together, mm -hmm. you know, overlap, I should say. Um, we went walk through Genesis. Hope that helps. You know, we hope we we did give some insight mm. there. You know, a lot of it was off the cuff. We didn't really rehearse what we were going to talk about on each verse. No, so we just got up in the plane and we uh did a bird's eye view and we just yep. kind of observed the scripture and talked about it a little bit. Yep, yep. Talk about the redemption plan. I hope mm -hmm. that helps. And that's really it, man. This is a short episode today. So, yep. <laughs> hope, hope. Thank you for rocking with us again. Click the like. Click the subscribe. If this helps you, this helps somebody, then, you know, just keep rocking with us. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got some more content coming out for you. Mm -hmm. Just just, just stay with us, man. And mm -hmm. um, get us wherever you get your podcast, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple. Um, just look for that that uh, that um, that bird, that X, and that, and that, and that flag, you know. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> there are some other things out there. Like, if you look for where I stand, like, you'll find some other stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But you And know, everybody's not sitting down. No. I know it gets old. But uh, <laughs> I make it old eventually. We right. never know. But um, that's really it. That's all we got for you guys. So stay up, stay blessed, and uh, let us know how we can pray for you. All right. Again, it's your host. Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. We're signing off. All right.